Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Frequency Podcast. I am super grateful to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for pressing play. I had originally recorded this intro about a week and a half ago, and since then, there has been so much that has happened in the world. So I wanted to re-record this because I wanted to really share and speak into what's happening in the world right now and I want to take ownership. I want to share about what my experience has been in the last week or so of this huge awakening and really honor and share that I was blind before, like many other people that I know and many of us who are waking up right now to the racial injustice that has been going on in the United States for centuries. And it is quite shocking. And it is, there's a lot of shame that comes up and a lot of guilt. And just like this feeling for me is like, how the heck did we not know this? Or how did I not know this? And You know, I think that moving through that on an individual basis and not getting caught up in how did we not know this, but more so in now that we do know, what can we do to take action? So I will be sharing some resources with you all over the next few weeks. I'll be doing an episode specifically on this conversation um, with resources on how you can continue to get educated on actions that you can take to really support the Black Lives Matter movement. And not just right now, I was at a protest this weekend. It was the first protest I have ever been to in my entire life. I don't feel like I've ever felt so passionate about a cause like this one before. And I, at the beginning of the protest, they shared that this is not a moment, this is a movement. And I really want to share that this can't be a moment. This is something that now that our eyes are open, that we have to take action. And that action might look different for everyone based on where you're at right now. So if you are new to this conversation around anti-racism, then it means that you might be educating yourself like I have been over the last few weeks. You might be sharing other people's voices. So black women, women of color, you might be sharing their voices on your platforms. You might be having really tough conversations with loved ones, people that you care about, people who are still blind or people who are denying that racism exists. And those are really challenging conversations. And you know, you get to do whatever it is based on where you're at right now. But I want to share for myself as a business owner, as this pod, as a podcast host here, that my life has changed and my mission has changed and that I am committed to changing the conversation and committed to changing the way that I do business. So um, this week I have planned a couple of interviews with some incredibly intelligent, creative, 
powerful, spiritual, um, impactful women of color. And I am committed to sharing their voices on this platform because I believe that we have been missing out, that my listeners have been missing out. I have been missing out on their voices because their voices matter just as much as ours do. And they have so much wisdom to share as well. And I'm excited. I'm really, really grateful to be living in this time. And I'm really grateful to have a platform where I get to connect and to, even if we've made mistakes, even if I haven't been doing things right up until now, whether it was conscious or not conscious, it doesn't matter. I am committed to using this platform to elevate the voices of women of all color and all backgrounds. And I think that we all have so much to learn from one another. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And I will be sharing again, more of my experience and my story as things unfold. And today I want to introduce our guest for this episode, Janelle Krista. And I first want to speak into that this episode, I've listened to it three or four times, and I really, really found Janelle's story and the way that she is in the world, and her mission is so, so powerful. We really talked about mental health. We talked about taking your power back and being living from a place of empowerment, and she also talked about using creativity for healing, and I'm really excited to introduce this conversation to you because we haven't talked much about how you can use creativity for healing. So I know you're going to love this episode. I absolutely adore Janelle and I'm so grateful that she was on and that I get to have these powerful conversations with women who are making a huge difference in the world. And I do want to share that the audio quality in this interview is not amazing. (laughs) Um, We've gone through and edited it and made sure that it's as best as we can get it. There were some issues with the recording, so um, please hang in there with me. The conversation is super powerful and totally worth sticking in. And I would love to hear from you what your takeaways are from this conversation with Janelle because I had so many takeaways from her. So I'm going to introduce her. Janelle is a Hollywood coach, actress, producer, and screenwriter, and creator of Conscious Entertainment. Having come from a history of affairs, divorce, and family dysfunction, as well as bipolar diagnosis, she strongly believes that happiness is a choice. Janelle's level of expertise sees her coaching celebrity clients and people from all walks of life seeking to bring fulfillment into their lives. Janelle is also a founder of a conscious production company, La Murienne Dreams. Enjoy the episode and we'll see you guys on the other side. Hello everyone and welcome back. I have my guest Janelle Krista here with me and... This woman has been quite busy over quarantine. She just told me before we went live that she released a book a couple months ago and now she has another book coming out. So um, I know that you've got plenty of wisdom flowing through you right now. And honestly, it makes sense right now. There's a huge awakening happening. And especially during this time, like we're the leaders and healers are are really stepping in um, and we have a big mission right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for that introduction. Yeah. I absolutely 100% agree with you. It's it's time to shine, you know, all the healers, all the visionaries, all the nonconformists and the weirdos. 
time to show up. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to start today because when I read your story, I don't always start with the story, but when I read your story, I felt like it was so powerful. And I do think that people can really see what's possible for them when they hear someone who's been through maybe more challenging things in them or even similar things to them. So um, I would love for you to share a little bit more about like your experience before you entered this whole spiritual world and became the leader that you are um, and share a little bit about kind of what led you down this path. Sure. Well, thank you. I, I agree. It, it is always really helpful to hear people's stories. And, and I know for me, uh, stories have definitely helped me be able to uh, and and be inspired. So if uh, my crazy weird story can help with any of that, then I'm always happy to share it. Uh, it's funny, uh, I don't know, probably about a year ago, I had this dream. And in the dream, I was myself, you know, as I was a year ago. And this woman walked into an elevator. I was in an elevator. And I was looking at her and thinking, oh, that person looks interesting. And as I looked closer, I realized it was me when I was like 20 years old. And it was such a different person that I literally didn't even recognize that it was me. It took me a couple of minutes. Of course, this was a dream, but I remember in the dream going, oh my God, like, amazing. I'm, I'm that different that that person doesn't even see me. Like in the dream, this younger version of myself literally couldn't even see me. So I'm thinking about that today. Uh, my story, I don't really know where to start, I guess. Um, I can start where it all started coming together, which is when I was 21 years old and I had just gotten out of rehab for the second time. And, you know, that was, uh, kind of my getaway, my gateway to, um, to, well, I mean, I guess it was a getaway. It was an escape from all of this stuff that I'd gone through my entire life that I just didn't really have the tools to be able to deal with. And so I turned to drugs, which so many of us do. And it was pretty amazing because at 21, I ended up getting pregnant and it was a big surprise. And I wasn't really super involved with the guy and um, it was really shocking, but not for one second. I, I immediately was like, okay, all right, now I have a reason to get my life together and change my life because uh, I have this little human being that's growing inside of me. And before that, I didn't have a real reason to put all that energy into myself. And I think that's really important that we if we don't, we can be honest with ourselves about that, that sometimes we just don't love ourselves enough to make changes. And so finding something, anything, and allowing that to be the catalyst that really moves you. And for me, it was the, the fact that I was going to have this little baby and I knew a girl. I had had visions my entire life and I've had, you know, mystical experiences of of dreams or or just visions a hair blue eyed girl which is funny because I don't have natural blonde hair or blue eyes but I knew she was going to have blonde hair and blue eyes and she did and she showed up and it was like from that moment on what can I do to make my life better and uh, and during that period of my pregnancy I um, lost three people that were very close to me uh, um, 
they, you know, they all died. And one of them was uh, my younger sibling. And it was kind of like the universe was just testing me in so many ways of how am I going to be able to handle this? And am I going to be able to stick to this, this decision I made to allow myself to be better because of this person? And um, I, I really do believe, thanks to her and thanks to my brother, I was able to make that shift and have the strong enough reason to give her a better life than the one that I felt like I had. And I still do that every single day. That's, that's my reason is my, my children. But now it's evolved where it's not just my children, it's me too. I, I, I want to do better because of me, because at a certain point it does have to get to that <laughs> where you're not just like, you know, vicariously living through creating these lives for your children or, or whomever, or a partner or whatever that projection may be at the time, but it really becomes about, I deserve this and I get to make the shift and change. And so that's, uh, that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> for some reason, before we got on, there was like this question that was percolating and I was like, what was the catalyst for her change? And so powerful. I, I just recently read Glennon Doyle's uh, or listened to her book Untamed and her story is pretty much identical in that piece that she got sober because she found out that she was pregnant and had no idea that she, I mean, she didn't want to get pregnant. So hearing that just is incredible because for some people, an unexpected pregnancy could make things worse or, you know, your brother passing away could turn you away from your faith and the way that your soul and you were ready to see it was that the universe was offering this to you for a reason and that it wasn't another reason to turn to drugs or numbing out in other ways. So can you paint a little picture of, of like you mentioned that you had had some mystical experiences before and um, I've heard many people who have like psychic abilities, or I think we all do, but who when they have those when they're younger and they don't really have the tools to navigate them, that they can come through either as perceived as mental health issues, which potentially could be part of it, um, but also just not really knowing, like kind of trying to hide from their gifts. Do you feel like that was the case for you? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, talk about mental health issues from, so I was diagnosed by bipolar uh, when I was really young. They can't really diagnose you that until you're 18. But when I was about 12, they said, oh, she's, she's bipolar. They also said I had oppositional defiant disorder, which in my opinion sounds like every teenager. It's all about how you hate authority. Um, but, you know, if there was a label for it, I had it. And, you know, a lot of them made sense. Um, and maybe some of them I certainly acted out and could even resonate with. Um, but it did give me this idea that there was something really, really wrong with me. And it made me really question uh, my sensitivities. You know, I thought like my sensitivities were a curse or I was too much or um, everything was my fault. And, you know, I'm also super empathic. I think most sensitive people uh, or psychic people that are aware of that are really empathic. And so trying to figure out like what's mine and what's yours. And, um, but the real mystical experiences I had, which I think is really relatable and kind of practical for people to get, um, is even though it might sound a little funny, 
when I was very young, I started having these experiences where kind of like a, similar to the dream I told you about in the elevator, but I would have these experiences where I would envision myself in the future. And because of those experiences and because of this relationship I built with this imaginary friend in the future, I was able to have a vision of where I needed to go and what I needed to make happen to get there. Um, but it, it was amazing because how it showed up for me, and this is where it doesn't sound so practical. And I was a major troublemaker in high school. I got kicked out of school and I was, you know, back in the cop car multiple times and taken home by the police and, you know, like all sorts of stuff. I was just a troublemaker. And um, there was this one time where we were, my friend and I were ditching school and we were at her house and we were like smoking weed. And uh, we had this whole thing where I like spilled all this water on me. And so I went into the bathroom to get cleaned up and I looked the mirror and I was washing my hands and all of a sudden the steam came up on the mirror because it was hot. And I wiped away the steam and I was looking in the mirror and all of a sudden, instead of seeing this like greasy pink, you know, teenager sitting in front of me, I saw this woman and she was like in her thirties and she had short blonde hair and she looked like sparkly and shiny. And it was so real, you know, and I understand I, I was a little high, but like it was so vivid and it was so real. And I'm sitting there looking at this person, but I wasn't scared. I was just like, who are you? And uh, I hear her say to me, I'm you. And I'm like, that is like, what? And then the bathroom mirror steamed up again. And I went like this. And then I was just me again. And that experience really stuck with me in so many ways. And what I really get is like, in the next couple of weeks after that experience, I was like really, really bad. And I really got that this being had shown up to heal me in a way and to show me like, like, no, you will get through this, no matter how awful this thing that you're about to go through is, I'm going to show up right here and right now. And so by working with this entity of my future self, I feel like I was able to start to trust these weird gifts or these, you know, sensitivities or these empathic feelings and maybe not make total sense of it. And also, you know, there was definitely plenty of times throughout that period, I tried different medical therapies and all that kind of stuff to treat all these mental illnesses. But what I've come to realize as an adult is that any kind of mental illness that we have is really, or any illness, including the coronavirus, it's like all of these things are just, they show up as a cure really they show up to show us that something's out of balance and that something needs to be healed and it's really the force of life coming up through us awakening us if we allow it to and um i think if i were to give any message to anybody ever it would be that you know that we can be a victim to or we can really really choose to to allow them to heal us so that was a little bit of a long story um <laughs> but long and powerful story. And 
I actually wanted to talk to you about that today, about the resistance, like when people resist their depression or resist their anxiety or resist their mental health. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. You said, if you allow it to be a gift. So um, there's two different ways to view mental illness and either way, it doesn't mean that it's not challenging. So I really want to emphasize that. I mean, I, for most of my, you know, my adult life, I struggled with a lot of depression and, you know, you said, oh, they just gave you medication. You know, I I was diagnosed with ADHD in high school and college. And I now know that I just had a deep seated belief that I couldn't remember anything or I couldn't learn. I was bad at learning was because I compared myself to others. And also when you're in school, like you're just sitting in a classroom and, and a lot of what you're graded on is, what you can remember or what's supposed to be on a test. Whereas for some people, like at least for myself, my emotional intelligence was where I thrive or my people skills now is where I thrive. I didn't really thrive in them when I was in high school, but um, yeah, it's just so interesting how we, you know, the mold or the the process. And so it makes sense, you know, being in high school and your experience being rebellious. I think that there's so many structures that, for some people work really well and for some people don't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't believe that I had ADHD. I believe that I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of self-doubt and yeah, I definitely did not see them as a gift at the time. (laughs) And now I, now I definitely do. Even my depression is something that I still navigate and I see it as the greatest gift. It led me to my meditation practice and I wouldn't be who I am or where I am today without that. So, um, yeah, let's speak a little bit to the resistance when people resist what they've been dealt with or what they've been handed um, in their life. (laughs) Well, it goes two ways, I think, because I mean, multiple ways, but there was like this huge part of me that resisted the label of it. Right there was actually a tremendous amount of healing that just came with accepting, Hey, maybe there is this vast range of emotion in me and maybe it does appear to be a little bipolar. Maybe I do go through these manic states and go through these really severe states. And by letting go of the resistance, there was a huge, huge amount of healing in that and acceptance in that. And then I do feel like I was able to actually really heal, you know, because it was like I was avoiding this aspect because I was so angry that I had this label on me. Um, But then there's also this other part that is like, well, fuck, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to resist this label. You know what I mean? Really finding that space inside of you on what. I mean, it's only real if we make it real, you know, Uh, and I know a lot of people would argue with me on that, but I think that for me anyway, going from, you know, and I, I, I have been in multiple hospitals. I've gone to like insane asylums for, you know, being, uh, suicidal and lower depression or these things aren't real, uh, cause they are. Um, but I don't really necessarily think that the way we go about treating them is super awesome and I do feel like it's maybe healthy to resist that a little bit and I think that the resistance in that it's like 
I can accept that there is this aspect of myself that's going through this. And I can also accept that I don't want to go the traditional route of being medicated to death uh, in order to treat it. Um, unless like for a period I need to do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of have a mixed bag around this because I feel like there's a lot of people in the um, spiritual world that will just kind of reject this idea altogether. And I don't think that's really healthy either. I think that you really do have to find a balance in it and be able to find what meets you, you know? And uh, I, I don't really buy into like the over diagnosis of ADD and all of these different things. I think that it's like we were talking about earlier, this is just something coming up as a collective that's showing us there's something really wrong with what we're doing and how we're treating this. And we're basically coming in as these healers to, to embody that dysfunction that is happening on a collective level to show up as mirrors you know, throughout the world. And so we can make the shift and the change and so I think it's accepting and it's also not accepting, which <laughs> I know that might sound a little bit funny, but I don't want to go to the route of like, there's no such thing as bipolar. There's no such thing as this. There's no such thing as that. You know, for me, it was like, okay, when I actually fully accepted, okay, there, everyone doesn't have moods like I have. And, you know, not everyone walks around like wanting to kill themselves every day. That's maybe not something that everybody experiences. And also going in and accepting that and then going, okay, I can change. I can change this. There are tools available to me and it is within my power to heal myself. And so um, I, I I'm try to come at this with like a very practical eye, you know, a very practical lens, because I think we can go to extremes and um, I try to stay pretty grounded in it. So I absolutely love that perspective. And what I'm hearing a lot from you, and I don't think that it's just because of your own history, but I'm hearing a lot of duality. Like it can be both. It can be, doesn't have to be the extremes, but it can actually be both in a lot of ways. And, you know, I definitely see, especially on the spiritual path and spiritual communities, you know, even for myself with depression, I haven't really talked much about this on the show in this way, but you know, part of me felt being on medication means that I'm giving up and means that like, I'm not doing the work because it means that I'm trying to um, block out the pain or block out what it is that is out of balance. And for me, if I were to be just taking medication, but not doing the practices to connect, I feel like that would be very different. And I think everyone's really unique. Some people, it is medication. Some people, it's medication short-term. Some people, it is, um, you know, what I, what I definitely feel is that even if someone is going down the path of having support with medication, that they are also digging deep to yeah. do their work and yeah. that they are, you know, being empowered around their mental health. And to be honest, even if I was on medication and I wasn't doing my practices, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be glowing. I wouldn't be radiant. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be able to serve in the way that I do because it's not the medication that does that. It's yeah. the connection to source energy. 
100%. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, I remember when there was one period, I don't actually take any medication for, for um, any kind of like bipolar or anything like that now, but there was a period where I heard my guides kind of say to me, Janelle, sometimes you just got to take the support that's available to you. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was really great to be able to do that for a period, you know, and, and receive, because I do think that that's a big part of, I think that's actually the greatest part of spiritual growth is being able to receive, um, <laughs> you know, receive love, receive forgiveness, receive help, all of it. And so, um, so yeah, it was, it was what I needed in that moment. So I have no judgment around that. And I think that's important to talk about those kinds of things because we're all in different phases and different stages and, and different seasons. And, you know, uh, who knows where I'll be next week or a year from now, but <laughs> you know, it's yeah. present in the moment. Beautiful. Well, I'd love to talk about what your life looks like t- like today and you and you mentioned that you have children you I know that you're doing big work in the world of spiritual awakening so um, I'd love for people to hear a little bit about like what does it look like as you venture down this spiritual path and follow your purpose and do the inner work yeah well I mean it's <laughs> it it's required a lot of patience um, and I, and I'm like the most impatient person in the whole world, <laughs> but I think it's important to, to recognize that because, um, you know, how it's looked over the last 15 years, I guess, has been crazy. You know, it's been crazy and it's taken a lot of different turns in a lot of different directions. And I have a lot of interests. And in the last few years, I finally have figured out a way to really unite all my interests and blend them together because I've always really been into consciousness and spirituality and magic and personal growth but I've also really been into acting and producing and writing and screenwriting and you know all of those are a one a career you know it's like you could be a screenwriter you can be an actor you can you know and I'm like no I just want to do all of it like what and so I <laughs> It has finally over the last few years really come together in the sense that I'm really learned how to combine all of these things. And that's where the patience has come in. And I would encourage anyone that's listening to this that has multiple interests, which I think we all do. I think that we were born into this world that told us we had to have this job for 40 years and then all the millennials grew up and they were like no (laughs) and then everyone said like oh you're lazy and you don't want to do anything no I just want to do everything (laughs) so um (laughs) so now what my work looks like in the world is uh I'm a writer I write um I've written actually this last year I've written five books um and working to get them out over the next couple of years uh, and working on creating lots of different projects uh, as far as film goes, but everything is really under the umbrella of consciousness and and awakening. And even if the shows that I make have to do with like, you know, characters doing raunchy things like having affairs or, you know, like we're not bypassing the things that make us human. When I'm talking about consciousness, we're really trying to like make this more real and grounded. So um, it's kind of amazing because when I, look back even like five years ago 10 years ago and on all this struggling and the suffering and all the things that I was trying to figure out like where am I going what am I doing 
that it has come together and it makes me excited for 10 years from now of like where is this all going to lead to um but you know i really really the biggest thing that has come through all of this is that my greatest healing has come through creativity and that's really when i work with people um because i i i'm a coach and i've been a coach for years uh it started out when i was really young i started as a sales coach you know i went around to big companies fortune 500 companies and kind of taught people personal development skills in order to make more money and have more fun and feel more fulfilled in their jobs but that really evolved into like spiritual coaching and and uh now it's like it's it really is creativity is where it's at that's where all my greatest and the most fun healing comes from and so um that's really my mission you know is like the healing doesn't have to be this dark gloomy awful thing which it can be sometimes of course we're going to go through grief and we're going to go through different explosive emotions and different things that are going to come up but when we can really dive into that creativity and channel that energy we're more connected to source and our higher purpose than ever so that's really my life focus now is doing that for myself and helping others do the same so beautiful. I love this idea of healing through creativity, and I'm so grateful that you're bringing this to our conversation today and to the listeners. And, you know, when, when people are in that place of darkness or in that place of anxiety, oftentimes the first thing to turn off is creativity because yeah. their mind is clouded and they don't have clarity. And so I'm curious to hear a little bit more about the journey of starting to use creativity for healing. What does that look like? I'm sure it looks a little bit different for different people too. Of course. Absolutely. You know, I, for me, I think that, um, it really, this is going to sound funny, but just as much as I've tapped into my future self of where I want to be, I, I really believe that teenagers are like the most powerful force they have you know they live in this world of absolutes you know like you remember when you're a teenager like everything's pretty black and white um and they have so much power because their hormones and all the craziness that's going through them and they're in in a world between worlds it's like they're going from being a child to being an adult and they're just in this crazy intense place and everything they're so sensitive and there's so much power and and so for me, when I really want to work with like being creative, I work to tap into that energy because it's like, boom, you can go there. And when I was a teenager, I just naturally, I, I would spend, I mean, this was before iPhones, you know, like, so <laughs> uh, times were a little different, but I would just spend hours and hours and hours creating collages. That was like my whole thing, like my whole entire room. And I'd have Eminem blaring and, you know, I'd just be dancing and like taking candles and burning them and making like, there was just so <laughs> much like fun that went into that. And so I feel like if we tap into that energy and wherever that is, you know, like that for a lot of people is like that very young part of us, the pre-wounded part of us, that child part that was so innocent and saw the lava on the floor and the fairies and the auras and all these different things. But finding that part inside of you, wherever that is, where you felt the most powerful, you know, and, and, and for me, it really was like those younger years. And so tapping into that. And what's funny is I notice when I start to, like you were saying, you know, when we get things get busy, we often drop those creative things. It's funny because like my adolescent self shows up 
inside of me and I start acting like a, like a crazy teenager and I start yelling at everybody and being defiant and, and picking fights. And it's because I'm not channeling that energy through me. And so um, I get reminded, like when that part of me shows up, like, oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta go do something. Like whether it's jumping in an acting class or whether it's writing or, you know, it's, I'm not a very good artist, so I don't usually draw pictures, but whatever that is, it's like, I gotta release that from my body and I'm such a happier person. And I've noticed that for everybody, like every single person, whatever that creativity looks like for you and it's different for everyone we all get that creative juice in our own ways um but there's so many different options available to us and it's it's tremendous it's so tremendous the amount of of healing that we can do and, and for me i think acting uh, as a teenager that's when i really got into acting and it was such a way for me to be able to release my emotions and and under the disguise of of a character you know and so whatever it is to be able to work in those worlds forget about it i mean it it's just remarkable what you can do and what you can create and especially right now while the world is in such a crazy state of uncertainty and like everything is just like crazy to be able to utilize that energy and put it that raw energy and put it into something beautiful you know it's it's pretty remarkable i mean we've seen it like have you seen like the funniest memes you've ever seen in your life (laughs) you know it's like it's like we we do that naturally and and through humor and all these different things so yeah that's a big big joy of mine and and I would encourage everybody to figure out what it is that's your your passion and 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 do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when we access that creativity, we are accessing, like you mentioned, this creative energy, which is source energy, which is what we're all created from. So when we access the creator within us, we're also connecting to the creator of the universe, of humanity, you know, and for me, I mean, I just want to share with the listeners, like, I remember this moment as I was going through my personal, like beginning parts of my personal development journey and doing like a lot of journaling exercises and reading books. And I remember hearing, you know, tapping into your creativity. And at the time I had this huge mean inner critic that was like, well, I'm not creative. Everyone else can, has all these creative abilities, especially I was, you know, surrounded by a conscious community where people loved sharing their gifts, their songs, their dances. And I like to dance, but it wasn't like performance style. And so I would have this voice and this, this inner critic of, Oh, you're not creative. Mm -hmm. And then I, through working with actually a business coach that, that really unlocked it, her, her program that we did was called creatrix calling. Mm -hmm. And it really, allowed me to see that I had created my own business and I never even thought about that as creation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I write all the time and I've created this podcast and they're all versions of creative expression. Yet my mind was blocking me from seeing that as creation. So I think it can come through in so many different forms of what you're passionate about. And just, I want the listeners to really take this in and see if you have any type of story that limits you in accessing your creativity and start to work with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, so true. We do, we shove that creativity inside of us, you know, in such a big, big way. And, and I I heard recently someone, um, and he's like this incredible, 
incredible athlete. And he was saying like, oh, I'm, I'm just not creative like you. And I thought, are you insane? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like I've seen you play basketball before. I've seen, you know, like I, I would, you are using your mind and your creative force and you're going into this channeling state to be able to figure out what move to make next and what, you know, how to shoot this in a certain way. And like, you know, and he just didn't, it was like, oh, I, I didn't think of it like that. And it's like, yeah, we are all creators. It doesn't, it doesn't show up the same way and thank God, or else it would be boring. You know, yeah, we're all creating our own crafts, you know? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Well, I love that you use that example because in basketball, you would think of that more of like when we look at energies, we it's like more of the masculine energy, right? There's like plays and you're you're in more like a direct mode. And there's a lot of structure and repetition and all that. And then when you talk about bringing the creativity in, that's the feminine. I mean, the feminine is creative and it's flowy and it's intuitive, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that merge between the two, that's, that's where magic happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I know that you have a new book coming out, so I'd love for you to just share a little bit of background about what the book's about. And then when it comes out, we can make sure that the listeners have access to it. Yeah. So um, the the book that's coming out, it's called The Harmony Keys and actually fits in very nicely with the conversation we were just having where you were talking about how you had this belief that you were not creative. So The Harmony Keys is all about emotion, you know, like having been diagnosed bipolar, like I'm kind of obsessed with emotions and the range of emotion and like every single emotion is like a universe in itself. And how do I play with that and understand that deeper? And so I, emotion for me is like my instrument, you know, it's like, it really is a musical instrument and every single one has its own note and I get to play with them and create these symphonies. And I'm, I, I think it, you know, when we learn to master our emotions, we can master our lives in so many ways. So the Harmony Keys is um, is a, a book that's been, I mean, it's actually kind of a short book. It's only about 25,000 words because I really like to get to the point, you know, but it's been years and years and years in the making because it's just. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to laugh for a second because <laughs> I just had this conversation with my, with my boyfriend this week. We're like, why do books have to be so long? Can't we just get to the point? <laughs> I know, that's my, I'm like, we don't have time for this. I don't have attention span for this. Like, just give me the cliff notes, you know? So okay, I, continue. I really try to be direct in, in the way that I, I write things. So um, so basically this book is, uh, it's all about the world of emotion and how emotion works on like a physiological chemical level in the body and how emotions get stuffed in our bodies and that's when they really become negative. Like, in my opinion, just like a musical note, every single emotion is positive, Um, even depression and mania and rage and whatever. It's like, it's just feedback. Um, And it's just this symphony. It's like the, you know, heavy notes on the piano, but it's beautiful, you know, when you mix them all together with everything. So, um, so the problem is, is that we, we, shove these emotions inside of us. And so I wanted to create a system that helped to kind of categorize emotions into different states. Like we have the expansive emotions, we have the imprisoning emotions, we have the um, 
the paralyzing emotions and we have the emotions that are really transitional. And so uh, I work to create this system that, that breaks down all these different emotions into those states where we're not viewing them as positive and negative. You know, it's just, they're, they're all just emotions on this instrument and all of them can get stuffed inside of us. And you said it earlier, I stuffed, you basically said like, I stuffed my creativity inside of me. Mm -hmm. And that is more detrimental to our health than like stuffing depression inside of us because depression is actually just a, a, a layer of something over the beautiful thing that you're trying to protect. And so the Harmony Keys is basically this system that, um, that trains you to work with your emotions and how to find them. And, you know, I'm really obviously probably got by now through all my future self and my past self and this self and that self, I'm, I'm really into kind of timeline work. And so this system is create, I, I created a way for people to be able to test um, when the emotion got stuffed in their body. Was it in early mm. life? Was it in past life? If you want to get esoteric, you know, was it in my early twenties or whatever and identify when it was, what it was and exactly what center it's blocking. Is it blocking my intuition? Is it blocking my expression, my creativity, uh, my love, you know, like if somebody wants to go in like, God, I keep getting the same freaking relationship over and over and over again with different people. What is the problem here? Like, it's like, okay, well, here's the different emotions and here's where they're stuffed. And here's the, the, this, you know, expansive state inside of you that's wanting to expand, but it's stuffed and constricted inside of you. So how do you release that? So the Harmony Keys um, basically is a very practical guide that almost, it's funny because it's like, have you ever heard that quote? Um, Sorry, this is so long. I didn't have time to make it short. No, but uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so true. You feel right, like this whole thing, and you really only couple lines but how do I figure out to make it short it's really hard like as a screenwriter I know this like way too well but it's it's really hard to make things concise and, and so um so I wanted to create something that it actually when you look at it you're like that seems so simple but it's like <laughs> I just really took the time to make it very simple because it's super com complicated um but it's really really easy and kind of makes people uh be able to understand themselves on new levels so that's the harmony keys and it will be coming out in you know uh, i don't know when this will air but hopefully the goal is that it will be out in june but i learned from my last book not to give it a specific date because then everything went wrong and then i was a crazy person so <laughs> so so i've heard from authors yes wow i just have to say that and I think you already know this, you said these books have been coming through you and they've been in a long time in the making. And I also believe that they're coming out right now in the perfect timing. Like this yeah. book, I can see me even using this with my clients and referring them to this as a resource. So I'm excited to dive in and whenever it comes out, whether it's June or July, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be sharing it on my social media and making sure that people get to see it because it sounds like really, really powerful work. So thank oh, you. Thank you. I'll, give, I'll give any of your listeners 10% off um, just to have them put in the name of your podcast and a coupon code and they can get 10% off. So Thank you. What a gift. Okay. We'll, we'll coordinate that and make sure that it's in the show notes when this comes out. And is there anything else that you feel like sharing today? Anything else that you want to add? 
Um, well, it's just been a pleasure to meet you. I'm just excited. Now I want to make, start a podcast and interview you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. We'll, we'll find other ways to collaborate. Honestly, this podcast has been such a gift for me. Like the, the range of women who are doing incredible things in the world. I feel like it's really connected me with other leaders and it just keeps getting better. I'm just like, oh my goodness, these conversations are so important. And if I didn't have this podcast, I'm sure I would be listening to them somewhere else. So I'm grateful to be a part of them. And I'm so grateful to be able to share your wisdom here. And are you like a social media person? Where can people find you? Yeah. So I have an Instagram account. Well, actually two Instagram accounts. Uh, one is um, really primarily just like my film production stuff, which is all like consciousness-based mm. films and TV shows and stuff like that, which is Janelle Krista Productions. Um, and then the other, my more primary account is my name, Janelle underscore Krista, and that's with the C-H-R-I-S-T-A. Um, so that's Instagram. Uh, I do have a Facebook. I don't spend a ton of time there. Just I feel like you kind of have to focus in one place or else you get stretched thin and it, it's not pretty. So, um, <laughs> but I did also, uh, after just saying that, I did also just create a YouTube channel because I want to put all my little videos and stuff there. So that's brand new. Um, that's also just my name, Janelle Krista. I feel like YouTube is so perfect for everything that you're creating. So yeah. it, it makes sense. Yeah. It's important to pick the platforms that do feel like the most expressive, like the thing that aligns best with you. So I'm yeah. excited to check that out. Well, thank you again. And thanks everyone who's here with us listening. Please be sure to share your takeaways. I know that, you know, I would love to hear from you. And I know Janelle would love to hear from you as well on what you learned today and maybe some permission that you got from this conversation for some deeper healing. So you can take a screenshot and share this, or you can reach out to us directly, send us a direct message. And I look forward to connecting with you all. Thanks so much. Bye.